Hi everyone, welcome back to a, another fucked up but funny episode. I haven't done one in fucking ages. Correction, I've done hate and been too much of a pussy to post them. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> look, stress does that to you. Anyway, today I thought I'd just do like sort of a fun one slash just a real, not a real because they're all real ones, but something that I want to do alongside a post I've been wanting to do. Um, you know, I post to my Instagram like a lot of like self-love and female empowerment and loving yourself captions and and then it comes to a night out where I take a photo and then I pick apart the way I looked and I don't post certain things because my hair looks weird or my side profile looks weird or whatever or I find myself during sex worried about something on my body um, or the way I look. Or I go to work and I feel like I shouldn't raise my voice or stand up for myself. And so today's episode, or little conversation, rant as such, a good fucking vent, is all the things women don't have to apologise for. That I often do. When I'm dating, when I'm working, when I'm fucking, when I'm just living life. So... I've got a couple on here and I do want to do a video like alongside it um, because there's so many things we as women apologize for all the time. Yes, granted, there's the big picture ones, um, you know, our opinions on things, um, which I think does play into some of the things that I just thought I want to talk about based on a recent work, work experience of mine. Um, but there's also the, the so-called smaller picture things or the smaller things that we just on a daily basis have been ingrained by society, by our own expe expectations, sorry, of ourselves to apologize for and to hide from and to only embrace when an influencer tells us to embrace it and, and we share those posts to our story. But the at the same time, we function in our everyday life apologizing for these very same things so I've come up with a bit of a list and then I kind of want to go into a story about um a confrontation or workplace I guess um situation I've had um which may be the latter part of this episode um I had a funny name for it it was going to be called my co-workers a bit um but I do want to keep my job um, she's no longer a co-worker with me, but basically I'm going to go into a story about how I actually did stick up for myself and at work, um, without really apologizing for it. For the first time, I really backed myself every step of the way. Um, and yeah, I sort of took down workplace bully and I fucked the system and I, I really, you know, lifted up the other, the voices of other girls who we all stood together and we really talked down a bully and um it was just like an example of not apologizing for sticking up for yourself and backing yourself and showing up for yourself but I do want to go into this list so the 10 things I come up with like 10 I want it to be like a top 10 segment maybe I do every other week but so this is just a list of 10 things I came up with so I have pubic hair and hairy legs I guess that is pubic hair. But when you think about it, like right now, I do not really operate with this like insecurity. Like say, 
if I'm having sex, I don't really care too much about my body hair and I'm lucky I'm with someone that doesn't or I'm seeing someone that doesn't really, um, would never really judge me for that at all or never judge me for that and thinks I'm beautiful no matter what. Um, and it's not even a question of no matter what, it's just like, that's natural, that's you. And I'm so grateful that I've met a guy that's like that. But I've definitely in the past been very insecure about, you know, my hair down there, my hair on my vagina. Yes, we use vagina on the podcast. My hair on my vagina, you know, how I'm groomed, if my legs are hairy, which to me personally, shaving my legs if I have an event or something like that is a preference. Like for me personally, I do it for myself. But these are all things that we feel like if we showed up in life, if we went to the beach and we wore a bikini, and I know I've done this and I've had like, um, I haven't shaved my bikini line or my vagina and there's like hair down there, you feel so insecure. You feel insecure for having maybe a snail trail on your belly or hair on your boobs or around your nipples or, you know, on your toes or on your vagina, on your legs, on your face. Like this, it's just like, we feel like we have to be constantly groomed and clean shaven. And I'm here to tell you, you fucking don't. Um, there's a really great influencer slash, I think she's, she's a nurse maybe as well. Um, but she is all about body image. I think her name's Isabel. And she like recently, I saw, I've always seen her like body positivity post, but she has, yeah, is Bella Davis. She has done like, um, pubic hair ones recently and she's got her posts up and it's like you can see her her bikini line in this pubic hair and it's just yeah I'm looking at something now and she says just a body being a body and it's like pubic hair stretch marks hip dips which I have on my list um some of that stuff too um and she's just like a really great influencer to follow if you need that constant reminder that your body being a body is perfectly okay and it's not no matter what it's not your beautiful no matter what it's not your um so what you things get on top of you and you forget to groom no it's okay if you like your body with hair on it or if you have hair on your body so I had that on there um the next thing I have on there is periods and I think this is so funny that I have this on here because I definitely used to apologize so much for having my period like, I remember with an ex-boyfriend, like, messaging him before, like, a, um, like, we meant to hang out or something. And I said, oh, I have my period. Um, it's okay if you don't want to see me. And, yes, he did end up wanting to see me. But for some reason in my mind, I was like, okay, period. He won't want to have sex with me. That was the first thought. Um, whereas now I have period sex all the time. And it's not even something that phases the person I'm seeing. But period sex was the first thing that crossed my mind. Then it was like, oh, he won't think I'm small nice or look nice or I'll be so emotional or I'll be in pain and it'll be a burden, like all that stuff. So I have periods on there and I think we apologise this, for this all the time. Like I, I remember like so many jobs where I've caught into sick, I've caught in sick to work because it's the first day of my period and I'm in so much pain and I feel like I have to apologise or make up a we make up secondary excuses, right? We don't say we're on our period and we're in pain. We say we're sick and we're sorry. Or we go to work and we say, I'm sorry, I have cramps. Like, can I have some Panadol? It's like, whereas I remember also in, at the advertising agency I worked for, that um, it was like a construction magazine I worked for. I remember going into work and being like, to the boys that I worked with in the sales department, it was just me and two boys. 
being like, I'm on my period, I have a hot water bottle and sitting at my desk with it. And it just being so like, you know, that's what it is. Suck it up. Like that's, I, I'm going to be going through this today and you just, it's, this is part of my life. This is part of me functioning as a woman. <laughs> um, and I, even the other day, I work in hospital now, I'm going into the restaurant every day and someone asked me, um, do I feel sick? And then someone said, one of my friends said, you know, it's that time of the month. And then I was like, it actually is. Um, it's called menstruation. And I made a joke out of it. And you just see the look on boys' faces. That's like uncomfortability of, oh, here's a girl with a period. And someone said, okay, let's stop talking about this now. Um, so I have periods on there because I think that's such a thing women apologize for that we shouldn't apologize for. It happens to us every month or bi-monthly or whenever you get your period because I know we're all different and that's okay. Um, and the next thing I have on there is period sex because I feel like there's such a stigma even amongst women. Like fair enough, if you don't feel comfortable, every woman's different. If you don't feel comfortable having sex in your period, um, that is completely up to you. But I think there's a real stigma that lies in it that some women maybe feel like they'll be judged for wanting sex in their period when really that's a lot of time that's when we're most horny. Um, and then there's also that stigma of guys who think it's gross and, ew, like, I'm not going to do that. like Or, like, limiting yourself to only certain sex acts during the period, which I think is something I do because that's just a preference. I wouldn't, you know, expect a guy to go down on me if I was on my period or anything like that. But, you know, like, just, like, being so apologetic for something that's part of your body and your body's going to operate 30, you know, 30 days a month. And for some of those days, we're going to be going through this change and we want sex still. And it's okay to say that. And it's any guy, I always thought any guy that makes you, if the woman doesn't feel comfortable herself having period sex, that's one thing. But a guy that would judge you for that I think it's just so like yuck I would never be with someone like that um the next thing I have on here is not liking oral sex or not feeling comfortable with oral sex so that's both performing and receiving I used to be like that and I feel like so many women are the same like um first I want to say with like say receiving I feel like it was like I used to feel very uncomfortable with that and very apologetic um and usually maybe, I think probably I used to, like, apologize if I took too long. No, like, apologize if I take too long to, you know, finish. Or, um, I think that should be a whole separate thing on here, not finishing from sex. That will be the next thing. <laughs> but, like, not, you know, enjoying oral sex or not wanting that or not feeling comfortable for someone to go down there or to apologize for. And then on the flip side of that, it's, like, not not liking performing it, like not liking performing, um, you know, blowjobs. And I've had some girls be like, you just haven't been with the right guys. I'm like, no, like some people, I think it's more enjoyable with someone that you really care about. And for me, that's the thing. I want to do it for someone that I really care about. But when there's an expectation from guys, I don't like it. And when there's pressure from other girls who do like it and other people that, you know, try to like sway you saying like, you would like this sex act if it, Maybe if this, if they were clean, well, it's like there's other factors that go into it for women. So I think the stigma around not liking oral sex, both performing and receiving, you should not have to apologize for at all. And I used to think it was a red flag. Like it was my red flag that, oh, I'm not a girl that does that with every guy. Um, and I have to really care about you. And so, and trust you. So I'm like, 
I used to think that was my red flag. Like, well, if I don't do it, what's stopping them from going to another girl that will give them a blowjob? So just not being apologetic. You don't have to be apologetic for your body's needs and desires and wants and likes and dislikes. You never have to apologize for that. It's your body. You have autonomy over what you engage with and what you allow um, for your body. Um, the next thing I have is cellulite and stretch marks. I put up a post the other week um, and it was, I'll read it, but it was about when I got my first stretch mark and how I cried the first time I got my first stretch mark, um, which probably sounds a bit, you know, to some people, but I said, the first time I got a stretch mark, I weirdly cry. Now I look at them and think they are so beautiful. There is not a thing about the way your body looks that you should have to apologize for, not to yourself or to anyone. So if you're sitting there picking apart the way you look, your side profile looks weird, your hair's messy, you don't like your body, please stop, darling. It's, stop. it's hard to see ourselves the way others see us, but you're beautiful. Not because I said so, but because deep down you need to believe and know that. And it's a picture of me with my stretch marks and I do remember the first time I got a stretch mark and sitting there crying and I think my younger sister shared them and she was probably just watching me like I was crying about a stretch mark and same thing with cellulite I think I've had stretch marks and cellulite since you know my adolescence and since I was like a young teen teenager and I still have them and I've been someone that's not gone to the gym and had them I've been someone that goes to the gym and has them I've been someone that restricts herself restricts her eating and has them and doesn't restrict herself and has them and lives a balanced lifestyle and has them and it's just so normal um and I've had guys pulling them out of my body and you know there's that moment of that's my insecurity like I hope I don't notice but now I just welcome them and I'm just like so like yes I'm a, do, I am an insecure person at times but I know that stretch marks and cellulite are just such a normal part of life and our bodies for men and women and I don't think it's something we should ever have to apologize for um they're just it's your body being your body like um Bella Davis says the next thing I have on here is pimples and acne because I've definitely been that girl you know I know in my head do not pop this pimple but I'm like I have a date or I have work and I'm like nobody's gonna want to look at that and it's like I'm so conscious of like how people perceive me as being clean and beautiful and if I'm not that like what does that say about like if I have something like what does that say about me and will they welcome me will they stare at me you know will I be judged will I be bullied whatever it is and wanting to fit in and just be beautiful and I've had pimples and acne since a teenager as well and I still have pimples every now and then and um it used to be a lot worse than it is now but I think just having pimples in general you think is so gross like I used to think it was so gross myself if a guy kissed me and I had a pimple on my face like and I think that's absurd that we would ever think to you know apologize for that like it's just part of your body and it's stuff that happens and your skin is your skin and you deserve to feel great in it even when you feel even when you feel bad in it and what I mean by that is you might not like something that pops up on your skin one day whether it's a zip or whatever acne or you know stress mark or cellulite but you deserve to feel great about it from other people and not be shamed, even when you feel bad about it. It shouldn't be like, I have to get rid of this so then they don't also add to this insecurity of mine. 
Um, and that's what it is. It's an insecurity about how others will perceive us. And yes, we all have preferences on how we would like ourselves to look. You know, I like myself with my hair straight and I don't have acne and I do have abs in that bikini photo. But, you know, that's not reality all the time. My body fluctuates. There's pimples and there's cellulite and stretch marks and acne and messy hair and greasy hair. And that's just all part of you and being human. And you don't have to apologise for that yourself or to anyone else um now the next one I have is expressing their emotions so when women express their emotions oh my god I can't tell you how many times I've had fights with men the men I work with and not fights sorry let me rephrase that because that's them calling a conversation with women a fight I think you're I think so many of us women will encounter people in life and men in life not all men of course but you will undoubtedly encounter people who think having a conversation or having a discussion with a woman with a differing opinion is an argument. They will not recognise that as a conversation or a discussion or a negotiation. It will be a fight and a conflict and something you're causing. And I think I've had so many conversations. I work with a lot of guys in my job, in a certain department of the job, and I've had so many conflicts which would never have been complex in my mind had they had welcomed me into a discussion instead of shutting down my opinions. And I've had people just say to me, men just say to me, you know, I'm not going to talk to you because you're arguing when really I'm just standing up for myself, expressing how I feel about something that they've done. Um, and I feel like in my workplace now, I'm so proud that I've never really backed down from standing up for myself. Yes, there's been times where it's been harder because, you know, my emotions, you know, get, get on top of me and it's hard for me to communicate when I'm crying. But um, I think I really stand my own against, like, the um, misogyny and sexism I've experienced in workplaces. Um, I've, left, I've left one job prior to my current job because of, you know, that misogyny and that sexism of, you know, because I'm a woman, I'm not as capable. Because I'm a woman, that means something to this workplace um, and there wasn't that equality or um, equal treatment between me and other co-workers, male co-workers and my boss. And then in this work, current workplace, I've experienced it and I've always stood up for myself and I see the way other people tiptoe around me now because they're like, they think maybe I am a confrontational person or I am someone that so-called talks back. I've had even women in the workplace say, just don't talk back when really I'm just, you know, expressing my emotions um, and having my point of view represented in a conversation with a man or in a conversation with authority or someone in a so-called higher position than me in the workplace. And it's, I think women should never have to apologize for their emotions or for standing up for themselves or for actually using their voice. And so many women don't use their voice because of it. And, and I'm, I'm glad I'm surrounded by also a lot of great women in my workplace who I can help to, you know, uplift their voices and we can help each other out with that. Um, and they also have really strong voices as well. And it's when you surround yourself with other women who aren't afraid to use their voice or, or, or even the ones that are and you get to nurture them and help them um, and guide them, it's so rewarding. Um, but please never back down, especially in the workplace when you're being disrespected or bullied or experiencing sexism and misogyny. Um, an abuse of power 
don't ever back down on using your voice because it's actually led me to cause change and cultivate change in my current workplace. And had I not backed myself, it wouldn't have happened because unfortunately I didn't have a lot of people who had my back who would do it for me. Um, so I did it for myself. Um, so that's one thing. And I think, you know, expressing emotions without the fear of being emotional. Like that's what we're called. We're called emotional for expressing our points of view or having an emotion. Like we're too much like it. And we're arguing when we're just talking about how we feel about something. Um, and I'll actually, I'll probably tell you a story now of how that actually works. So like I mentioned, I've had like conflicts with misogyny, sexism from male co-workers, but there was actually a recent experience. I, in this workplace, I stood up for myself against, you know, sexual harassment with a, a, a co-worker, a male co-worker, but I've also, um, and abuse from like men I work with, but I've also recently cultivated change with a lot of the other girls I work with by using our voices and using my voice. Um, and as I was experiencing bullying from a female co-worker, female manager, and it was just constant bullying and it was crying three days in a row at work, having to not be able, be able to even work a shift because of this person who made my life their hell and targeted me um, and slut-shamed me and bullied me and harassed me. Um, and I used my voice. I had to stand up for myself because a lot of the other people who I would usually turn to couldn't do it. They were probably they were scared themselves to do it, to stand up to other um, their peers and their, their management team. And I did it. And I, you know, sat through a meeting and I went to a higher authority and I sat through a meeting and I expressed my point of view and that co-worker ended up quitting um, and thank God they did because it was, I think, so many of us girls now go to work and we feel less targeted and safer. Um, and I never stood down from using my voice with that or with the male workers I experienced with. So it's going to happen with female and male, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, if I hadn't, if I had been too ashamed to use my voice um, because I'm in a lower position in, like, the hierarchy at, at the company or because I was afraid of, you know, what the outcome would be for me, then, you know, this change would have cultivated and this change would have happened. Um, and I 100% know that because I know, you know, the workplaces I've, I've worked in. Um, the next thing I have on this is, it's weird, but it's going to the toilet. <laughs> it's not weird. The fact that I say that is just, no, I think going to the toilet and just the idea that we we as girls are actually human, you know, we actually do have bodily functions, the same as men, and we think it's so gross and so like, blah, 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 and I can't fight in front of him and I can't let him see that I have hairy legs and I can't see him know that I have blood coming out of me once a month and I can't fuck him while this is like, like all these stuff is just like so like, absurd that I have thought this myself as well. A lot of it's just my internal thoughts that I've had about myself. Um, another thing I have on here is taking up space at the gym. Taking up space at the gym, taking up space in the workplace, taking up space when you're in the club or whatever. No, but the big thing is taking up space. And I think at the gym for me, when I've only been a gym girl for maybe a year and a half, almost two years, but I hate taking up space over now. I won't go in front of the boys to, you know, do my squats or do, and that large 
part of that, you know, purpose. But, you know, taking up space, um, being afraid I'm not as capable when I'm surrounded by the gym bros or, like, I shouldn't be there, they should be there, and I should be in the back yoga room. Like, taking up space is a huge thing that I feel like women apologize for at work, definitely. Like, I'm sorry that I've made this an issue for you, that I'm speaking about my bullying. That, in a way, that's a fear of taking up space. It's a fear of being heard um, and causing confrontation, which was necessary. Like, that's one example of space, but also physical space, taking up space. Um, like, that's a huge thing for me. I constantly feel anxiety of going to the gym and taking up space and apologising for it or, like, sorry. Or, oh, like, just that whole narrative that, I'm not as worthy to be in there. And, like, it it only happened once I started working with a trainer that I actually became more confident in the gym and not caring who's looking and what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing and I'm capable. And I don't have to apologise for taking up space and using equipment and and being seen. The last thing I have on here is swearing and sitting open-legged because I did come up with these most of these on my own, and then I went to my, like, siblings and cousins, female cousins and siblings, about this, um, and it was like, well, what are things that we feel like we have to apologise for often? And it was swearing and sitting open legs, like, that's not ladylike to swear, that's not ladylike to look this way, you have to be groomed. It plays into that whole image of what it is to be a woman. And then we constantly find ourselves apologising if we don't fit that one image yes there's so many images that we've embraced you know different sizes and colors which should have always been something we embrace as a society but there's still this whole narrative that no matter what size or shape you are or color you are or what you do for work as a woman you still have to fit these ideas look we have shaving ads which are mainly women's shaving ads and yes shave their faces and stuff but we mainly have shaving ads which are for women having smooth legs and getting that bikini look and it's like, you never see an ad about a woman embracing her body hair. Never. I know races have to exist and we have to have advertisement, but that just came to my mind. You never see an image of a razor ad where, say, she's just shaving what she wants to shave, not what she thinks or society is telling her we should, or advertisers telling her we should shave, like smooth legs. Maybe we see a girl on an ad with hairy armpits because she wants that there. Oh, we see, and then she only wants to shave, say, her um, belly or her legs. Or maybe she wants hairy legs and she only wants to shave her arm. It's like we never see these images of choice over our body. Never, ever, ever. It's still this set idea from advertisers, from society, from men, of what it is to be a woman. And if we don't fit that, we feel like we have to apologise for. And you don't. Not when you're fucking, not when you're working, and not when you're just fucking living your life and I look forward to making a video about this too thanks ladies or anyone else there is one more thing I feel like we as women apologize for and I know I have which is not finishing during sex now I was talking about like not liking certain sex acts but like not finishing during sex why do we apologize for that why because I've been with, unfortunately, a large proportion of the guys I've slept with have not even cared if I finished. 
like they're happy to stick it in and go like they wouldn't even attempt to make you finish so why do you apologize for finishing where does that come from to feed their ego or like even if they're going at it for a while and it just doesn't happen that's okay sex doesn't always have to be about that climax or the orgasm of coming we shouldn't have to apologize for finishing do not apologize for finishing if you if you don't finish tonight or if you do finish and it's messy don't apologize for that either it's not gross if you're having period sex tonight it is not gross don't apologize don't challenge yourself to not apologize and see the respect you see if it does alter how men or whoever you fuck or work with how you show up how you use your voice how you represent your body in the bedroom in the workplace in life how that changes if any respect changes once you start saying do you know what this is who i am i'm not apologetic for it at all fucking deal don't apologize for finishing don't apologize if you come over don't apologize if you have period sex don't apologize if you look down and you have stretch marks and cellulites when you smack in your booty <laughs> like don't apologize for being a woman ever for being human period and that's was not a pun intended but i think it's a great one to end on